Welcome to the Rodan Podcast. Stay tuned to hear all things LFC. Hi everyone and welcome to Season 3 of the Rodan Podcast. Today I am joined by former Liverpool goalkeeper Adam Bogdan. Thanks very much for joining today Adam, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Apart from my eyes, you know, I have the uh, the allergy for cats, and then I, I think I just bumped into some on the uh, in the garden, but I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> will you get through it? I will, I will be okay. It just uh, <laughs> it looks a bit strange, I guess, but uh, now I'm fine. I'm, it's good, you know. Uh, I watched the game yesterday. It was a good performance from uh, Dominic. Yeah. You know, he, ma- he makes us proud, Hungarians. So yeah, it's it's good times for us. So I've seen you've been a, you've been about a lot recently in football matches in different countries, different cities. Mm. What what what's this about? Is this just something that you like to do now? Well, you know, I'm, my contract just finished with uh, with Ferenc Varos after three years, and um, and basically I'm using the time. Um, I'm, I'm I think I'm pretty close to to finish football uh, or my playing days. I mean, although I, I haven't announced it yet, but uh, just in case something. Something good comes up, but uh, but I think it, it, it's going that way that I'm probably gonna uh, hang up the boots or the gloves. And uh, while I'm having the time, I just thought it's you know the schedules were pretty decent. So a couple of my former teams uh, have played uh, or played that weekend, and then also I I, I know uh, some other obviously players uh, like Joe Hart from uh, from Celtic, so he sorted out with some tickets and. Managed to get to uh, a, a few other games as well, so it was a very, very good weekend. Yeah, and I've seen you've been to a lot of music festivals recently as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's something that uh, I I wasn't able to do all the way when I was younger. You know, before I moved to England, I always went to Sigas Festival uh, in Hungary, but that's in August, so I I missed at least ten years or ten twelve years of of it. Uh, so now that I have the time, I'm just trying to attend as much. So it's football and music, football and rock and roll that goes hand in hand, you know. And yeah. now I have the uh, the time. It's it's you know I'm trying to make up for the the last couple of uh, last ten years, to be honest. Well, people do say a lot a lot, don't they? That um, you know, footballers are paid this and that. They you know they got the best of everything, things like that, but. Like you mentioned, you do miss out on quite a lot because you can't just go to a music festival. You can't just go to a football match whenever you want. Does it feel good that you can do that right now? No, it, it feels it feels really good. But it was really it was it felt amazing to play as well, you know. So yeah. you know, it's something that I, I don't think that any any football player, unless they are injured or they are they have a little bit of a bad time. But I think as soon as they start playing, you know, they would they wouldn't change it because it's. Uh, it's the best game, really, and you know, you, if you're lucky, and then you, especially when you play in the Premier League or playing uh, up in Scotland or Championship in England, you know, play in front of a lot of people, and um, it's all worth it. But once it's uh, once you have the time, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, why not? Why not yeah. enjoy the summer? Okay, so I just want to know how you got into goalkeeping, basically, first of all, because. Obviously, the saying here, the saying is you have to be crazy first of all to be a goalkeeper. Was you a crazy youngster, or is that just? something? I don't think that was crazy, but I don't know. The, uh, I think the, the crazy people don't know that they are crazy. So, <laughs> the, no, I, you know, I, I love playing football. I love playing every kind of sport, really. But um, 
but I think, you know, my father tells me that when, when he was, um, you know, passing the ball to me, I ended up diving on it. Or whenever it was, whenever it was rainy or muddy, I, I enjoyed being, you know, in the mud and, 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 and slide around. Um, at home, you know, enjoyed diving off the couch or onto the couch. Um, so I guess it was natural. And then, uh, yeah, it turns out that I had the talent. I, I ended up, uh, you know, six foot four as well, which, which helped. And, um, yeah, although, you know, I played handball, which is not, not a big sport in England, but, but in Europe it's quite big and I enjoyed it a, a lot as well in school. So, you know, being in a goal, it's sometimes a burden. You know, it's not as enjoyable as it would be for outfielders. So, you know, my, my biggest goal, uh, dream was always to score some goals because uh, especially in handball, you get a lot of, you know, chances. Uh, whereas in a football, uh, in the goal, sometimes you, you you make a mistake once and then that's your game really uh yeah yeah so but but to be honest you know i had a good talent i had a good talent for goalkeeping and ended up you know with the right people next to me or sometimes the wrong people next to me but but that i used it as a motivation uh and ended up in a in pretty good places yeah, of course you did. You had a, yeah. let's say before Liverpool, you had a brilliant time at Bolton Wanderers. You was the mainstay in goal for quite some time. Obviously, with UC, was UC at the club at the time as well? Uh, UC, yeah, UC was at the club. You know, he was an absolute legend, you know, at yeah. that time. You know, when I arrived in 2007, uh, Bolton had a fantastic season uh, just when I arrived. But then they went through changes because uh, Sam Allardyce just left and yeah. uh, Sammy Lee, another Liverpool legend. Uh, became the manager, uh, but I didn't really work out for him because he got um, well. They, 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 yeah, they parted company, and 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 uh, Gary Magson came um, pretty soon after. But I was um, I was training and 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 you know getting change change with the uh, the reserves and then playing uh, sorry with training with the first team goalkeeping coaches uh, goalkeeping coaches yeah training with the first team goalkeeping coach but with the first team goalkeepers with uh, Yaskalain and Ali Al-Hapsi and, and Ian Walker. Uh, so for me, that was dreamland, really. You know, UC was one of my favorite goalkeepers when I, uh, when I was back in Hungary watching the, watching the games in, on TV. And, um, you know, we are pretty similar size, you know. He's coming from Finland and, of course, I'm coming from Hungary. But I thought if he, although that time it, would, it looked really uh, unrealistic, you know, the the tempo, the the speed of the speed of the game, the way you know he handled pressure, the crosses and and, and everything in the Premier League it was really hard to believe that I'm going to reach that level. And um, but I thought if he did, if he did it, then I then I have a chance as well. And so I try to I basically copied a lot of things of him. And uh, although he wasn't sometimes the easiest uh, personality, but uh, but he was a brilliant, you know, role model for me. You know, he, I, I learned pretty much almost everything uh, of of him. So, yeah, I don't think that he's going to listen to this podcast. But uh, if he does, then thank you. <laughs> when you say personality, would was, would you just say he was the opposite? Yeah, I mean, he's you know like uh, Kimi Raikkonen. He has a finish. Yeah. Wow. Well. He's, he's not, and you see, he's not like that. At, as much but he has this kind of uh you know like uh, the black and white uh what i'm always like sort of like yeah but 
this and this can happen and he would be like just just okay this is it and then shut up and do that <laughs> boys uh, yeah but but on the on the um this the main thing was that you know that, that he was professional and then he showed me when i was coming from hungary we didn't in 2007 I, nobody really knew what to do in the on the uh in the gym what to eat why you eat that you know all these things that it's very common sense now mm. and now in hungary i would say but back then it just wasn't as professional so he just um yeah basically i i, I, I he explained it and i copied a lot of things from him how did you find the transition from obviously moving from hungary to I mean, Bolton, it's, it's not the it's not the capital of culture, let's say, Bolton. But how would you say the change was for you just as a person before a goalkeeper? Yeah, listen, I, I was so excited that, you know, I, I, I'm i doing quite a lot of podcasts these days. I don't know people. I guess it's part of uh, Dominic as well. You know, he's he, he moved to the Premier League. Um, but, uh, you know, for, I, I grew up or, or I... My dream was to play in the Premier League. I, I didn't really care about anything else, to be honest. Like I, I, I couldn't. Not that I couldn't care, but I didn't dream of playing in the first division in Hungary. I, I, yeah. I didn't dream of. Uh, of course, I dreamt of, of of the national team, but mainly it was the Premier League. And I was doing. I remember, like, I had to do like hundred press ups every day in order. If I miss it, then I won't be there. You know, like this kind of oh, really? uh, mindset. Yeah. So I ended up doing it. Like sometimes I. I woke up at night and I was like, I missed it, you know, and I had to do it like, uh, in order just to, uh, you know, I can't give a chance not to get there by, by missing out on press ups. So, um, so for me, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with the premier league and, and, um, that was my biggest motivation. So when I arrived and I got a chance and I just said, uh, a previous interview, like just imagine that I, I played in, in the second division in Hungary because I was on loan, um, mm. And I would say like 40, 40 people would turn up in that game. And then maybe in the uh, the main team where I grew up, Vosch, you had like 2,000 people in the games or maybe 3,000 in, in the better days. And then I end up signing at Bolton. We go out with my, uh, with now my wife and my girlfriend. Uh, we stayed in the Reebok Hotel, in the, in this, in the, in the hotel area. And look yeah. out and then you have like 6,000 Newcastle fans just arrived and then I walked walked into the stadium from from a hotel into the into the main stand you know as you know at that time you know it was I couldn't even imagine that and then I saw the I see the game you know it's a full house you have 28,000 people at the Reebok um the game itself is just intense it's everything that I I wanted to see and everything that that I hoped you know I I will have a chance to achieve at some point uh so i was in dreamland and then uh then the hard work started you know with i had uh, the goalkeeping coach fred barber and he's um he's uh yeah he's very famous of being really really tough really really tough on 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 players uh, he has a method that that worked for uc and worked for ali al habsi and 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 others and and uh but it's a tough school it really is you know you had to i struggled for like at least six months you know i i was so tired and i've been so tired in my life um you know the concentration the the hard work the two sessions the, the gym sessions 
the so much information uh, that's going in. You, you have to break down your game and then build it up again. And um, in the meantime, I started playing in the reserves. And um, yeah, even even then, the first, I think the second game was against Man City. It was Joe Hart. Uh, I remember we played against each other. So you have like, I wouldn't call it friendships, but like good relationships from even back then. And uh, yeah, you know, it took me quite a lot of uh, years to be able to to come in and compete uh, mm-hmm. with the likes of Ali Al Habzi and Yusi. And Ali Al Habzi went to Wigan on loan. Yeah, and then uh, they decided to to promote me to second choice. And once you're there, you then you're even closer, and you think you you, you make you believe uh, because anything can happen. And what happened was that Yusi got sent off in one of the games for a silly. You know, I wouldn't even call it a slap. It wasn't even that, but the referee st- uh, decided to send him off against Birmingham, and I, I got to play. And I remember I was so nervous. Uh, it was like 10, 10 minutes, probably to the halftime, until the halftime. And then I thought to myself in the halftime, it's like, listen, you, you worked so hard. You, you always wanted to be here. Just try to enjoy it a little bit. <laughs> Not to be uh, as, as nervous. And then it, and it worked out. You know, we, we were men, men down and I think we, we drew the game. Uh, managed to save uh, at the end a 1v1. Um, so yeah, that's a good memory. And then you feel the, you know, the, the, the satisfaction of that game and the, the calmness after that, that, you know, yeah finally and it was in 2000 and gosh i think it's 10 if it's 11 i'm sorry but I, 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 it might be 10 um and um and then you suddenly you know you play the premier league then you have a chance to to be in the national team in hungary then of course it came to you know i i played all together 21 games and um and then but but that that season you see was of course of course the main the main goalie and and he he came back, uh, but I get to play against you know Arsenal, and it was just a magical time because my parents would come to the game in London. Uh, it was just brand new, but it, you had still the um, you could still enjoy it because you were still second choice, and everything was you know nice, and nothing bad had happened to me yet. You know, uh, just I, I really enjoyed that period, and then um, and of course that I started to play uh in january the following season uh because we struggled to be honest in the season we the season that when i made my debut we had a fantastic season yeah. uh, um we, we played really well you know it was fresh in the second season we had some horrible injuries to stuart holden uh we ended up selling um gary Cahill in in january um and then somehow you know i started playing and i played i tried my best and and i really enjoyed it, but we ended up, you know, the yeah, I ended up, you know, the one of the best players in that season because of the fans uh bought it, you know, got the players, which is for me was incredible because you see the names of like Okocha, Jaskalainen, Kevin Nolan, another scouser, Kevin Davis on, on the same trophy, but at the same time we got relegated at that at that same time. So it's mm. one of the worst days of my life. Whereas you have like an individual accomplishment so, which very bittersweet oh it's it's more bitter i would say than, than yeah. sweet much more more it's still still one of those days that i still couldn't uh get hold of it especially when you see like bolton you know i still couldn't really uh yeah. 
you know, we, we stayed in a championship for a couple of seasons and we almost got promoted in the first season back then. But um, but then, you know, became like uh, like first choice. Sharing the games with Andy Lonigan because he was he was brilliant as well. And and also I got uh, quite a, always got a lot of injuries, you know, through my through my time. So but I ended up always playing, uh, always getting my 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 position back mm -hmm. and uh, I got you know to be honest like I got through some some hard times because of injuries I'm also like tip of form and then managed to speak to uh this this good sports psychologist he was brilliant for me uh Neil and um I managed to put some performances together you know and some good run at the end that I think was was uh was quite mature performances against like good teams like Liverpool and and um the newly promoted uh, Bormus, sorry, uh, yeah, Bormus, which just gone up. So some good, good, good uh, performances, like I said, and then and then ended up, you know, going to Liverpool, uh, which was uh, an unbelievable move, to be honest. Like um, it was again, you, you sort of like I can only compare it to the the time when I went to live uh, to Bolton, uh, and then going to Liverpool. It's it's it's, it's Championship Bolton to 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 uh, one of the, the, the maybe I wouldn't say the best team at that time in the world, but but certainly the one of the biggest teams in the world. It's just overwhelming to be honest. You know the the, the scale. How of, did, if you don't mind me putting in there, how did that how did that move come about? So did you get a call? Did your agent push you about with different clubs, or did they call you? To be honest with you, I. My contract was about to finish with Bolton, and I, I kind of saw the way it's going. It wasn't going to to improve, to be honest. Like we, we were getting like like less and less chance, and 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 stucking into relegation fights for until January or March. You know, with the season, the um, yeah. So one season was maybe better, and then then it's just getting worse and worse. Yeah. And then uh, and then I, I said that I think there's a a time to maybe not continue with Bolton, although of course listening to the offer uh, on the table. But then I was driving back the first time I ever drove back uh, because my contract was finished. So I packed quite a lot of stuff. You know, my my wife was pregnant, so we drove back to Hungary. And I think when we were in Austria, then he called me. Then there's a, he said like there's a chance uh, for Liverpool. Uh, I didn't even I didn't have other it was very early you know in the transfer window and then wow i was like that's that's incredible and, and of course they had uh, probably other options and maybe one of the options wouldn't work out and then the other one was between me and another player uh but it, but it happened that that they um that they choose me and then um and then yeah the and again like another, another dimension of 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 um of uh, levels of you know the scale of everything the uh, the media you have like you know, Liverpool as in on TV <laughs> the, the we, we traveled straight away because my daughter was born uh, on the day when I'm supposed to meet up so I, I got like five days extra and then I'd be traveled straight to uh, Bangkok but it was like I think it was wow. like two planes <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it's it's it was really um, incredible 
and and of course the level of football was 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 much higher the the level of yeah the the expectations the the training sessions the uh, the concentration the side so yeah okay good... so you you've been at these clubs before liverpool and, and i just want to know when you go on this pre-season tour and you get off this plane and you see these thousands of people ready to be screaming your names to be wanting shirts signed for everything how does that feel does it hit you then how big the club is yeah, it does. To be honest, it, it, it's it's always they always they told me before that they, it, this is when you're gonna realize when you go to uh, to to Australia or Bangkok, and then and then you real it really hits you because you you turn up and you play I don't know in front of fifty thousand people in the first uh, preseason game, wow. uh, which come on, I mean, who who does it happen to? It happens to only a handful of teams, you know, in Europe. And then uh, we go to Australia. You can't really leave the hotel because you know people in front of your hotel all the time. Uh, you play in this huge um, uh, cricket ground, or yeah. then you play in Brisbane, uh, which was a normal like a normal football stadium. But uh, but yeah, then you realize that whatever you do, it's not just viewed in in Liverpool. Or as in, in Bolton's case, you know it would be the Bolton news, and even in match of the day, you know even if you Premier League, it would be. The last one to come on sometimes you know like your game yeah. so I, I remember staying up like falling asleep because bolton would be always the last on match day match of the day and then the suddenly it's 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 the whole world the whole world is talking about uh you which until it's until the point it's you're doing well and and everything is going well it's, it's brilliant but um there's also another side of it where you have to um probably experience the bad things and then and then you you need to learn how to deal with it mm. so you obviously at liverpool you worked under brendan rogers um i hear mixed things about brendan rogers and obviously mm. as a liverpool supporter we seen that envelope thing what he done <laughs> which still baffles me um which one which what, what is so, the so there was a, a program that come out called this is liverpool i think uh -huh. it was called this is liverpool and he done it. Uh, he, he said that he wrote names in an envelope, basically. And he done this preseason talk, and he said, "I've got the names in these envelopes of who's going to let me down this season. Make sure really? it's not. Make sure it's not you guys." Uh, and when that come out, that didn't really sit well with Liverpool fans. It, mm. we're, we're not really that type of fan base, you know. Where we don't want anyone to let us down. Of course, we don't. But if they do, we get behind them. So yeah. it was a bit weird. How was it working for him? Was it was that another level again in terms of? Yeah, training? he is. He was because, uh, like I said, it was very intense. So, for example, let's just to give you an example. Like when I landed, and then the next day I had to train, and I haven't been training. You know, I had like five weeks off, or even six weeks off, because it was the first. And we um, we played small sided games at, at the end of the session, and normally you would do like. Um, Especially before traveling, you would do like uh, maybe a one round or like a two. It was four rounds. So I thought like, okay, I've done well here. You know, it's the first session. Like, okay, let's go. And then another round and another one. And I'm like so exhausted. I, I lost my toenail in the, uh, the after the first the first uh, session because I had new boots on. You know, it was tight. Ooh, so yeah. it was so so intense. And uh, I think he made some changes in the, uh, the stuff as well. Um, and I, I thought when I was in Anfield, you know, they always told me that 
and I've obviously I played at Anfield and I've been on the bench at Anfield before, so I, I I knew the atmosphere and I know how it is. But the first when I was at the the first time I was on the on the on the bench for Liverpool, the atmosphere wasn't great. You know, I, I, it's like there's a lot of nervousness, a lot of. I think this previous season didn't work out uh, yeah. very well. The, the season before that was a brilliant season, almost obviously winning the league. And uh, I think there was a lot of um, uh, the people weren't patient anymore, and and uh, the atmosphere wasn't wasn't great. You know, it was very some. And you know when when the away supporters sing, of of course they're gonna mock. You know, the home supporters with is it is this a library? But yeah. it was a lot of times I was like, yeah, they always say like, of course the Anfield has which. I know and experienced it and experienced it later, you know, when you had the Europe, uh, Europa League campaign later on, it's, it's the best in Europe, you know, for, mm. for atmosphere. But that time it wasn't, it wasn't great. And then, um, and then you could feel that something, something wasn't, wasn't right anymore. And of course that in October, you know, they, uh, the club made the change and, 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 and club came in. You know what I remember, and what I was really occupied with myself. You know, to to get fit and and yeah. and try to to get up to this tempo. Um, but uh, but obviously he has he he is a proven manager who who has a, a unique style of playing. He's been very successful, and um, yeah, for 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 some some reason after the uh, that that brilliant season, you know, it he couldn't really progress. It just sort of went downwards and. Yeah, the club made the change. Yeah, I think there is a. It, I understand what you're saying with the atmosphere and things like that because I remember this like mm -hmm. it was yesterday. It just felt very toxic and yeah. a lot of, in and around the ground. It felt like a very, it felt very uncertain, especially with Suarez's situation and little things that were going on. It just didn't feel like the right. Yeah, and then right also place. like remember, like Klopp came in and and then he he said to the press as well, or or even like because. People would be leaving, like 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 a lot of people would be leaving, like ten minutes before the game, which yeah. is understandable because you want to get out of the city if the, if if you don't. And then, he, so it was the case, you know, for the first first couple of uh, months when I was there, and then it slowly changed. And I think that's when you know we talk about probably with Klopp uh, about Klopp as well. Like he's done an unbelievable job, uh, and I I don't think he was afraid to. To call it call it out, you know the stuff that he didn't like, but at the same time, he made sure that that the progress is is implemented, you know, and it's there. And then I think the fans then they could see that it's going into the right in the right path. Mm -hmm. uh, although the first season, you know, we couldn't win the um, the Europa League or the um, the League Cup. Sorry, the the, the League Cup, which I, I I hoped we're gonna because I played three games in that cup. Fantastic season, a Panchito, if I remember. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, I was. That was a good debut, to be honest. Like, I was really. I was. Uh, yeah, that was. I was really proud. Proud of that. And and um, yeah, it was, it was great. But but uh, you know, but I think the fans could see that is that is progress and it's progress of, of the way the club uh, or the team plays. It's more direct. There's more. I think it resonated much better with uh, with the with the fans, Definitely. the way the club wanted to to to. Uh, the team to play and yeah you know the rest is history i mean he's done a fantastic fantastic job he's been doing he's been sorry he's been he's been doing a fantastic job um yeah but can i, I ask you something on um 
I don't know if you remember this, but West Brom at home. Uh-huh. The players all get hold of each other's hands, cop ends, and all like clap yeah. the players, clap the fans. And we right. just drew, and there was a lot of media scrutiny for that. Can you remember that? The uh, the first time when Klopp came. Yeah, when Klopp, yeah, Klopp arrived and he got yeah. all the players to go up at the end after the two-two draw at West Brom. Yeah. And all like pretty much clap the fans, but like lifting their arms together and stuff as if to say thanks. And yeah, did you like as a, fan, as a fan? As a fan, you you like those things? Well, as a fan, I was a bit confused, but mm. at the same time, I was like, he needs us. He needs us. And I think I, he's that, brilliant with that. You know, I think I think he really understands uh, the way fans uh, think yeah. and the way fans are. Uh, I think he he's a very intelligent guy who who also know exactly when like how to show appreciation and how to get the fans behind and when you have like when you have a fans base, fan base like a cop and it's a it's massive behind that's of course you have to use it you have yeah. to i mean maybe it's the wrong word sorry that but but no it's right to, it's you right what you're to, saying yeah but you have to you you get together and and and, and had to be one with the fan base because that's what the strength is you know for anfield yeah. um which which you know, after coming the coming years, if proved to be it's in the Champions League nights and 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 Europa League nights uh, in the first in the first year, okay. So, yeah, I mean, he he's he's it's not just a good coach, you know, not, not just a good coach. He's a brilliant coach, uh, but he understands the fans. He understands the city. I think he really wanted to be here, and yeah. uh, it's a perfect marriage, I guess. Yeah. So. Obviously, your game time was very limited at the club, which must have been frustrating for yourself. Obviously, you wanted more and more, as any footballer would. Was Klopp very honest with you in how you was going to, let's say, see your career at Liverpool? To be honest, like, I never really, you know, I think the people ask me, like, how, how he was with me or Orson. It's, it's, uh, you know, I was I was there as a second choice, and I wanted to push to be to be number one. And I thought I had a chance because because uh, Simon, as as brilliant goalkeeper he is, he didn't. He, I think he had just as everybody, he had a little bit of a hard time, you know, in that season. And he also got injured, and I gave me the chance to 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 come in. And until that point, I did reasonably well, you know, in the cup games. Uh, it's just unfortunate that you know that uh, that game against Watford it didn't work out the way way it wanted, and then. Then, uh, then Klopp made the decision to to play Simon in the in the Europe uh, in the um, the Carling Cup uh, semi-finals, and then I played in the FA Cup uh, a couple of days later. And uh, you know that game didn't work out the way I planned as well. And then as as being an honest, quite to be honest, where you can see my emotions all the time, and um, I can get myself really you know down. When, when yeah. something doesn't work out uh, or I, I make a mistake or something and at that level I think it's not it's not that when you make a mistake because everyone makes a mistake it's just yeah. how you react and if you if you let your head down and and you can see that you're you are too uh devastated uh that doesn't help and I think every manager uh it's always going to be like this every manager who comes in to a new club he has about 150 cases and, and and things to worry about the last thing he wants to worry about is the goalkeeping situation yeah. he wants to uh he wants the stability he wants to um occasionally save the t- you know the saving the, the the team but he doesn't want uncertainty and and i think he 
certainly with me, he didn't see that in me that I can I can uh, steady the ship if you like, and um, and then later on, you know, with um, and I also said that I would like to go alone because that's when the the the, the European Championship was about to come in 2016. Oh, okay. That time he he wouldn't let me, but in the in the summer I was I was uh, when uh, Carius would come in. And uh, I would stay there as a third choice. I, I said, like you know, it's hard because after being, you know, first choice for so many years in 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 Bolton, uh, being a third choice, even and it's this is a funny, like it's I think psychologically it's interesting. Like even if it's the one of the biggest team in the world, you still feel like sometimes it's a third choice. Now I would take that role now because I'm 35 or 36, but yeah. when you're 28 it's 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 a bit hard and then then made that i just try to um to get out on loan and and play and try to back into the national to get back into the national team uh but to be honest he was honest with me uh, he i don't think he see uh enough in me and in the end you know when when uh loris and and even simon as well didn't really work out the way he had hoped yeah he had to go into the transfer market and then sign. And I, I said, like, I always said this in the interview, like I called this a couple of weeks before I said that the club needs to sign that the biggest name, the best talent and the probably the, the, the most expensive keeper as well on the market, because, you know, that the, the, the goalkeeping situation, it wasn't giving any uh, assurance uh, for the fans uh, and for the club itself. And I think when Alison came in, his a super talent, a super intelligent guy with unbelievable skill sets. And I think that changed, that was a game changer for, for Liverpool. It's as same as Van Dijk was in the in the in the defense, and the same as um you know the the, the front three yeah. uh with, with Firmino, Salah and and uh, and Mane. I think that 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 uh, signings over the years and the progression it took like four years, I guess, until the Champions League. Three, three, three. years. Well, yeah. three years. Sorry, uh, but but the progression was there, and he, he and the club managed to call the uh, not always the right calls, but but they adjusted, and then they got got it right in the end, and uh, and that's the main thing. And you know, it, it took took Liverpool into highs that that always wanted out and where Liverpool should belong, you know, competing for Champions Leagues and winning the Champions Leagues and, and, and winning the Premier League. So, and, and you know, of course, I came back from uh, from vegan because I've done my ACL uh, yeah. playing like four, four uh, months. But I could see this. I could see the change in the um, in Malwood. I can see that the quality getting better, uh, not just in not just in football wise, but in terms of food, in terms of equipment, in terms of uh, training um methods and 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 times and and you know even though i i i didn't play and it was i was injured for a long for a long time and you know being as a first team player but not really involved but i could i could see it for me it was was um such a good like a valuable time if 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 you can call this because i've seen one of the greatest teams getting you know uh, evolving uh, yeah, of all times. Yeah. Well, just just quickly on Allison then. Um, obviously, football has let's say transformed for any goalkeeper from just making saves to actually being an actual footballer in terms of the feet 
a lot recently. So you've got the likes of Alison, Edison, just to name a couple. How did you find that transition over the years? Have you found that you've had to play like that more? Yeah, so so for me, you know, um, my generation, uh, you could see that I'm, I can use, okay, I'm going to use my example that that I found it hard at the beginning because because at Bolton it was like, Take one or two touch and go as long as possible, trying to fight Kevin Davis, you know, yeah. in front, really knock it down, and then yeah, and then and then you you would go from there, and then suddenly you, you people start talking about like splitting center halves and picking opposition the six, but then you you have to understand like why is that? In the, in the beginning, you don't really understand, you don't really feel comfortable with this, uh, especially when you're growing up, saying that you know the Premier League is too fast for that, and you you you. you know your players if you pass it and he loses it it's your fault and then suddenly the complete change of of mindset comes in mm. but when you grow up it, it's it's hard and then it just you see like uh with De Gea uh at United he he it happened to him in the Spanish national team as well and it just happened to him at United because because for him it's hard you know it's not necessary when there's no pressure of course you're going to pick a pass and you want to play but when you're under pressure and when you then your instinct comes in what you practice for the last 10 years and that would be go along yeah. and um it's only until i came back to hungary and we had a uh, a coach rebrov uh he used to play at tottenham you know he was uh, Sergei, is it? Yeah, yeah 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 and he was massive on on spanish style football and that's when you start practicing every day you know the like why is it he explains it uh through video and then you realize Ah, okay, so that's why, and that's how. Uh huh. Okay, so it's. I I think I made a transition in. Possibly in, of course, not in a level as as a Premier League, but but now I understand it and I see it that this way, and I can see why a keeper when he makes a mistake in a position and when he makes a mistake in he could have chosen that pass, whereas before, I wouldn't. And maybe I would fight against it because because you think it's too risky. Yeah. Now these guys like Allison and Edison, especially, and and like Onana and the younger ones like like James Trafford, for example, like at uh, he just signed for Burnley. For them, it's natural. You know, they 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 grew up uh, like this, and yeah. um, then you can hit the number eight, or you can hit this. What can I can I pass the diagonal into the midfield? How is that possible? You know, you you've <laughs> never seen this before. So yeah, it's hard. And then you can you you know same like. Joe is, I love Joe. You know, he's he's he was a brilliant keeper and still is. I'm sorry, he's a brilliant keeper. But you could see that, like Man City, he would like um, Guardiola just change him like this, and it's legend. Yeah. So some some keepers, you know, even like the highest highest level, they they fall for this uh, transition, and then then they either make it or or they find a club where they don't require this. So. Yeah, it's interesting one because, like I said, for Onana, maybe there was something in ten years' time will come that's going to be changing, and then maybe Onana will feel a bit uh, strange about it. But right now, the time is 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 his and 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 the youngsters because they, for them, it's natural. You know, they understand. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Hart, and I know this is a Liverpool podcast, but mm. he's he's easily been one of the greatest English goalkeepers that I've mm. seen certainly from in my. In my life, so brilliant, brilliant person as well. Yeah, Fantastic. and you, I get that impression when I see him on, mm -hmm. on like, let's yeah. say shows like League of Their Own and things like yeah. that. He just seems like a normal guy. Um, 
I kind of look at it from a Liverpool perspective or just a football fan and think that it was harsh on him because everything, and don't get me wrong, Pep's made the decision and look where they are now. But I kind of feel like he's gone from the top to it's dropped down so much, so quick. And I, I can't understand why, because... I'm not sure the Celtic, Celtic fans will be happy with you. You know what I mean by this. <laughs> no, so so he's what I'm saying is, so obviously City, let's say, just sort of cut ties with him and that was that. And then he finds himself third choice at Spurs. And it just, feel, it just felt very fast how his career just went from the highest of the highs to maybe third choice. It just, it, it was weird. I don't know, it's... it's, it's... Thinking that you can draw comparisons with me, not not it's not in terms of level because yeah. he's, he's you know he's always been at a higher level and I would regard you know played much many much more games for England than than I did for Hungary. So it's but we are the same age, and uh, I think when you, I think it's hard mentally to 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 make when when everything progresses in the in a way that that is naturally comes you know like you you go on loan. You you play well. You go. He went on loan to Birmingham. He's done honestly. When I saw that, you know that that season for him, he was new. He was unbelievable. You know, he was so fresh, so agile. He came out, you know, with the spread. You know, when he goes for one, we one save. Huge he, as well, isn't he? It's huge. That was new. But then, but and this is what I said to somebody like like I do used to do this spreading. You know, like coming out. But then a couple of years, like maybe six years. That or five years down the line, start strikers will start picking it up, and they yeah. start start thinking you. They start start going through your legs, and and now look at Allison. He he invented this sort of like it's it's almost like a spread, but it, he sort of the like slides slides into the, the the direction of the ball. And if it's if this they want to go around him, he can still push. Not that he do the block, you know, like 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 we used to, um, and then. And and then that and then then of course you know where you go from city, if 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 the manager, okay being harsh, uh, but then 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 what do you do? I, I guess city doesn't want to let you go to uh, a rival. True. You can't really go to Man United. You can't really go to Liverpool because that's still a rival. Uh, or maybe there's a goalkeeper there. You know, so there's always like where, where is your option? And then you choose Rome, and then you come back, and then and then. Okay, you go to another team, but it doesn't really work out. And then what? So it's, yeah, it's 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 not it's it's not an easy, yeah, it's not an easy career. I think people. That's when you realize that people are so lucky. The the, the few few of them, like Iker Casillas, you know, at Real Madrid, they used to be, or 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 Buffon. That is it's not that simple and not that easy to to stay around because you need. A lot of things have to go right, but but nevertheless, you know, Joe is Joe is, Joe is a fantastic character. I think it's huge for the dressing room in Celtic as well, um, and I'm really happy for him because he plays in a fantastic club um, and and he's very successful there. But and yeah, he's won two leagues. You know, he's won two Premier Leagues. Uh, he well, just. Football. Just as a football fan for Joe as well, just obviously he's not going to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> you see the Liverpool badge and he'll avoid. But I am happy for him to see him where he is now. I think, yeah. you know, Celtic's a huge club, which we all know about, and Liverpool have got brilliant relationship with Celtic. But it's just good to see him at that. You know, the Scottish League does get a lot of criticism, yeah. to be fair. And he's at the top of his game again. A, a massive club with 
massive demands week in, week out. So, you know, fair play to him for mentally and showing the character to actually get back to that level as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He deserves it. Okay, so let's finish with obviously, you know, you know, I'm going to ask about you've you've been asked probably three million times in the last few months. Um, we've just signed Dominic Sobislai. Talk to me about him without trying to repeat yourself over the last few weeks. Mm. Um, well, what I can say is it's pretty fresh at the moment. You know, I haven't, I have to be honest, I didn't, didn't watch Bundesliga games too much. You know, I've seen him a couple of times in the in the Champions League, and I and I trained with him. Uh, for a couple of weeks, you know, in the maybe a yeah, year, yeah, year and a half ago, um, you know, I would as what I this is what I would repeat is that he was born for this, you know, he's a super talent, he's the biggest talent for, for Hungarian football, and he's um, he's managed really well as well. Like, he he has he had always had good coaches around him, he always had the, the good agent that take him into the right pathway. And um, and he arrived to where I think he he belongs. Uh, certainly, he belongs to the um, the biggest clubs. And I've seen him uh, live in Preston, and I and I see his uh, highlights in uh, yesterday. And you know, it, it just it just looks. It's not. I wouldn't say the word easy, but but it's just he's at that level, you know, comfortably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas. Some people, you know, come in and it takes time, and then you think they are nervous. But for his one one touches, one touching game, you know, and the two touches, it's just so comfortable. He sees the game so well. Um, he stayed on for ninety minutes, you know, um, against against Chelsea, which is not easy because super intensive, you know, games uh, with Pochettino. He's fit. He's young. He's got an unbelievable right foot, you know. I hope that he will have a chance to, to shoot from distance, you know, when it comes to like free kicks because uh, it's 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 unique. Um, and I'm I'm really glad that that I'm really glad for Hungary as well that we have a player of, of this caliber. But also, I'm really glad to see this because obviously, until you play, you play, you can play in Bundesliga. Sometimes it doesn't work out, you know, when you come over because it's a different league. But what I see here is. He just feels comfortable, you know. It's just his surroundings and his, his, his. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it didn't look. I don't know what was your thought on it, but it didn't look like he he just arrived. No, uh, it doesn't look. He doesn't look out of place for me. Yeah. So it it looks like he's been here for twelve months at least. Because, mm. like you said, it's you know, it, don't get me wrong, it's not the peak Chelsea right now. It will be. But what he done, he didn't do anything wrong, and I think yeah. that's the most important thing for him right now is to. He plays so mature, like he was uh, twenty eight or twenty nine or thirty. Yeah, and I'm, something. I'm yeah. quite disappointed that Jota took the ball off him. To be fair, because he done amazing. He was on his, run. Left, he was on his left. What's his left like? <laughs> he must be good, I, I think. But of course, you can't compare it to his uh, to his right. But that that run was just. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, and, and you know, the fact that 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 of, of we all know that Jurgen Klopp is German, then he he, he speaks German, uh, Dominic. So I think anything that is this is straight away, there's a bond, I would say, and and then anything that it wouldn't be clear, then uh, then 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 they can they can you know, talk in, in in German straight away. But as as well as he's coming from the Bundesliga, and, and I think Jurgen Klopp. 
knows what to expect from a team from a player who's coming from the bundesliga they know that tactically will be aware he and he would understand the counter pressing because you know that's what they've been brought up with uh, so i think yeah it looks like it's 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 a really really good match and i'm just trying not to use big words because i want to see i don't want to say it i want to see yeah. uh good things for him but it certainly looked like a very comfortable a very mature performance from his side and, and like i said just let him let him let him shoot from distance uh because he's class we haven't had this since stevie so Liverpool yeah. don't score many goals from midfield. And when we signed him, obviously the first thing you do is YouTube. And when you've yeah. seen him hitting 30 yard thunder strikes, you're thinking, okay, I can do that. <laughs> I can watch yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's it looked, I mean, you know, the first 30 minutes performance yesterday from Liverpool look wow, that looked like a proper, you know, like Liverpool performance uh from, from over the years. Um I, I really hope it's gonna be a good se- a good season. Now signing uh a, a, a number six as well, uh, which will help, I think. I hope oh, this happens. Been... I believe. I believe he's going to Chelsea as well, Lavia. He's going to Chelsea as well. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? How is it? I mean, I understand that you know, but like for 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 foreign players, you know, they would, you know, they would if there's a chance, they would choose London, which is possibly understandable from from that side. But how do you? How is it? I don't. You know what I don't understand? How is it allowed for Chess to spend so much? You know, is is there like a fair fair play stuff, like a financial this... fair play? So... Yeah, so this is this is getting a lot of people's backs up this because they're just they've just got a blank checkbook at the moment and you know Everton are struggling and they're 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 under investigation. Man City are under investigation, but they're still going to buy Guardiola for eighty five million. It's just it's to me to me it, it means absolutely nothing that the paper that's written on at the moment FIFA Fair Play. And it's nothing, you know, they went went against the owners, uh, a lot, couple of fans I read, but but it's it's not like they don't they wouldn't spend it. It's it's is at the moment they just can't seem to get it over the line because you have another team that anything you want they would just just that's the problem so you know it says that we've agreed a 60 million fee today however chelsea are ahead in terms of agreeing personal terms so how many i don't even know that they they did not have this problem that they couldn't uh facilitate you know like that many players last season yeah and they sold the loads and brought more in (laughs) It's mad, isn't it? It's just, yeah. just, just insane. Uh, and sometimes when you don't, I don't understand how it works. It must be something, something weird going on. Um, we will see, I suppose. But um, let's let's end there. Hopefully, we do get a sick. Obviously, I've I've run quite a lot over time, but that's just down to you being a brilliant guest. So. Adam, right. I just want to thank you so much for your time. It's, it's oh no, really anytime, anytime, really. Um, um, I, I find it. This is we can end the recording, by the way. Um, yeah, okay, oh. so I'm, I'm glad that uh, I was on the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast, and thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter.com forward slash the road end pod and on instagram instagram slash the road end pod <laughs>